0: You remind me of something, something that I used to feel myself, something that I used to.
1: Emily King wants you to stop and enjoy the scenery. That's the title of her new album, and it's the anxiously awaited follow-up to 2015's The Switch. The New York native took to the Catskills to explore this chapter of her artistic story, and we want to hear all about it. Emily King, welcome to Vocalo. Thank you so much. I am one of those people who is anxiously awaiting this album, and uh, though I understand your process, and I understand uh, the creative mind, girl, four years. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, oh
2: my gosh.
1: This is one of those things, like, you know how they say, um, you know, you have your whole life to write your first album, and like... A limited amount of time to to follow that up is yeah. that something that you struggle with with your with your writing or do you just basically like know. <laughs> I was like gonna say do you just allow yourself to just breathe and be free
2: I know I love to get really really broke and <laughs> then I like have to make a new album um, yeah I don't I definitely take my time. With the songwriting, I like to have, you know, life experience and then eat some cereal, watch a movie, then repeat, rinse and repeat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to you a bit about the Catskills in a little while but first of all let's talk about downtown let's talk about Manhattan uh one thing that Chicagoans and New Yorkers I think have in common is just the pride that they have not just in their cities but in the very specific (laughs) pocket of the city that you are from talk to me about this slice of downtown that you, you grew you stayed in for 30 years I'm still
2: there all the time. I mean, I I uh, I do have pride. It's it's an interesting part where I'm from. It's like right on the cusp of the Lower East Side and right north of Little Italy in Chinatown. And so I'm like right around Houston and First Street is mm-hmm. where I grew up. And it's really happening now. There's tons of people. When I was a kid, it was a lot quieter. And there was uh, a lot of the buildings were just parking lots, you know. Yeah. Like the Whole Foods that's on Bowery was just a big parking lot. And... Listen, I mean, there's—I do enjoy the benefits of the neighborhood now, but you you miss the way it was back then, too, and it's just— there's different dynamics there, but I do love the city. It's always going to be my home. I just needed a change.
1: And so that's one of the great things about a state like New York. Uh, you can drive or take a train not too far totally. and be in like the cutest little village Hello? or just like the most ama- amazing mountain range you've ever really? seen. I don't know much about the Catskills outside of a comedy context. And, okay. and I've never watched the Mrs. Maisel, but I do... <laughs> <laughs> I do know quite a bit about that 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 period of time, and I wonder what it's like to make music there. What uh, drew you yeah. to it in the first place?
2: I had gone up there to with Jay Most, my mm-hmm. producer, to write when um I got with my managers, uh, Jonathan Azu and Andrew Lieb, shout out. they They were like, We love the switch. Maybe before you put out a new record, you can do a bonus album and like write a couple more songs and maybe put out some demos on it Mm -hmm. so i was like okay let me go upstate because i just need to get away from the city and me and jeremy ended up writing by you i mean me and the song called focus and then we put out this bonus record and i had such a great time doing that that the following summer i rented a house there and realize I knew people in that area that were musicians,
1: and they were living, like, really well up there. You mean you didn't have 12 people squeezed into
2: uh, a, a two-bedroom? I bedroom. was expecting <laughs> that and worse. And when I walked into their homes, there's just, like, joy and space and ceilings and carpet rugs and, you know, a cast-iron just, like, stoves and fireplaces. And I thought, man— this is best kept secret. I don't know you. <laughs> how, how are y'all like millionaires? This mm. is crazy. And so I was. I just said, "Well, I'm just gonna come back up here and rent a little spot or whatever, and just stay up here." Once I got upstate and I saw all this space, you know, I could be outside and no one else was around me. Which in the city, you're you're rarely outdoors in private. Mm. There's always somebody else, and I just felt really deeply um, recharged and uh, that's what I wrote remind me the first week I got up there and I was like that was like really how I was feeling like a new beginning this is so exciting and I'm, I'm, the, I'm doing things that I always told myself I couldn't do mm. and um, hopefully <laughs> with the ne- next record I'll check off a couple other things because I still <laughs> have a list of, of uh, limitations that I set upon myself but for this record, it's definitely some of those were crossed off and I felt exhilarated.
0: Did you hear about me? push me around, but now I'm
1: The idea of not just being in a sardine box kind yeah. of awakened some things in you. That being said, you've got people like Jay Most who you trust implicitly with your your dreams, totally. and you know you can, you can make a record alone, but it's not the same. Yeah. Tell me about the people that you've chosen to like trust with you know your innermost secrets. That's what songs Ooh.
2: are. Oh my god, totally. <laughs> I think it's it's a very private process. So I mean the whole thing I think I learned over time, like the, the way that I like to write music and I, I think when I was younger and I was on the the record label, I felt like I had to write music like everybody else was. We mm-hmm. get in the studio and you pop out a song and six hours later it's like mastered it <laughs> and everything done. Yeah. And when that wasn't happening for me, I felt really insecure and like, damn, I wish I could write top line, like, super quick and everything. I think now I'm just coming to terms with, like, it's okay to just just write how I write. Yeah. And usually that's just in a quiet place alone. I mean, it's, uh, it's a little cliche, actually, but it does help for me to just do it on my own. And Jeremy and I work well together because we understand each other. And usually I'll bring him the song fully written and demoed, and then I trust him fully to do his own thing. And then
1: we we battle it out sometimes too of course you know but it'd be weird if he didn't it would be weird because then you it would just, be wrong. wrong yeah you don't have a producer then you have a yes man
2: yes J jay is definitely a no man
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's saving you from yourself
2: he's nah. he's just nah. it ain't happening baby
1: What stories are you telling with scenery? What adventures mm. do you want your listeners to go on with you?
2: I want them to take an adventure with with whatever. Just get out of your comfort zone and feel strong and, and beautiful and independent. I guess this is kind of a, a coming of age album for me just to be independent for the first time, really. Mm. I, I don't want to be self-righteous or anything like that, so I'm the reality is it was hard to and it was and i was insecure the whole time and i still am insecure so i you know songs like look at me now it's there's this boastfulness about it and this strength when i'm singing it i really do feel like yeah the the person who doubted me Look at me now, you know, and and I was really projecting when I wrote that song because I'm pretty sure I was. You are you talking
1: (laughs) to other people,
2: (laughs) right? I'm pretty sure I was, you know, not fabulous when I wrote that song. (laughs) At the same time, the end is like, why, why don't you love me? You know, didn't you care about me? Like, do you care about me? Maybe you don't, and that hurts. And so I I feel like maybe we can relate to that because that's kind of what social media is too. It's like. I'm giving you my highlight reel on myself because I want you, for one, I want you to feel good. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, maybe there's one person that you really want to see that photo of you looking good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's then, really just for this one. And then you find yourself just preoccupied with <laughs> exactly. checking the, Did they checking see the next. Did you like Did it? Did they see it? The the uh, the validation that we find ourselves needing in the 21st yes. century is is...
2: Kind of it's crazy. extreme. Yeah, it's extreme, and I struggle with it every day. And I guess as long as we're aware of it, that's one step in the right direction. But I mean, I'm right now. I'm like, my phone is right here.
1: I see <laughs> yeah. it. Is it right? I here? can touch is it. it. Doing?
2: Just need to know that it's there,
1: <laughs> just in case. Well, thank you for the music. Thank you for sharing all of this with us because uh, you know you didn't have to. My pleasure. <laughs> I
2: did. I was really broke. Really broke. Needed some food. Had to do it.
1: Thank well, you for listening. I want to get Thank some you. info out in case people need uh, to find you, and uh, they can buy your album, and then you can pay your bills. Thank you so
0: much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can find all the collected works of Emily King at Emily King Music on Twitter and Instagram, or go to EmilyKingMusic.com. Thank you my-